Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Mark chapter 9. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that you'd help us to understand your kingdom and our place in it. We ask this through Jesus the King. Amen. Mark chapter 9. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, that there are some of those standing here who will never experience death until they see the kingdom of God having come with power. And after six days Jesus took along Peter and James and John and led them to a high mountain by themselves alone. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothing became radiant, extremely white, like no cloth refiner on earth can make so white. And Elijah appeared to them, together with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here, and let us make three shelters, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For he did not know what he should answer, because they were terrified. And a cloud came, overshadowing them, and a voice came from the cloud, This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them but Jesus alone. And as they were coming down from the mountain, he ordered them that they should tell no one the things that they had seen, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. And they kept the matter to themselves, discussing what this rising from the dead meant. And they asked him, saying, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? And he said to them, Elijah indeed does come first and restores all things. And how is it written concerning the Son of Man that he should suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that indeed Elijah has come, and they did to him whatever they wanted, just as it is written about him. And when they came to the disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and the scribes arguing with them. And immediately the whole crowd, when they saw him, were amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, What are you arguing about with them? And one individual from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought to you my son who has a spirit that makes him mute, and whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes paralyzed. And I told your disciples that they should expel it, and they were not able to do so. And he answered them and said, Oh, unbelieving generation, how long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him to me. And they brought him to him. And when he saw him, the spirit immediately convulsed him. And falling on the ground, he began to roll around, foaming at the mouth. And he asked his father how long it was since this had been happening to him. And he said, From childhood. And often it has thrown him both into fire and into water in order that it could destroy him. But if you are able to do anything, have compassion on us and help us. But Jesus said to him, If you are able, all things are possible for the one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. Now, when Jesus saw that a crowd was running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter into him no more. And it came out, screaming and convulsing him greatly. And he became as if he were dead so that most of them said, He has died. But Jesus took hold of his hand and raised him up, and he stood up. And after he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, 
Why were we not able to expel it? And he said to them, This kind can come out by nothing except by prayer. And from there they went out and passed through Galilee. And he did not want anyone to know, for he was teaching his disciples and was telling them, The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days he will rise. But they did not understand the statement, and they were afraid to ask him. And they came to Capernaum, and after he was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? But they were silent, because they had argued with one another on the way about who was greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve and said to them, If anyone wants to be first, he will be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and had him stand among them. And taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of the young children such as these in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone expelling demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not prevent him because there is no one who does a miracle in my name and will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. For whoever is not against us is for us. For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name because you are Christ's, truly I say to you that he will never lose his reward. And whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it is better for him if instead a large millstone is placed around his neck and he is thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life crippled than having two hands to go into hell, into the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life lame than having two feet to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It is better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be thrown into hell. Where their worm does not die, and the fire is not extinguished. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good. But if the salt becomes deprived of its salt content, by what can you make it salty? Have salt among yourselves, and be at peace with one another. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. It makes sense to me to understand chapter 9 as stories to correct misunderstandings about the kingdom. It starts with Jesus saying the kingdom is coming soon. Then six days later, Jesus is transfigured on the mountain. I don't think that Mark is telling us that the transfiguration is the moment that the kingdom came, but he is saying it is connected. The key is when God speaks and says, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. I think the point here is that the kingdom is about the king. Jesus comes down from the mountain and finds a heated discussion that was apparently triggered by the disciples trying to cast the demon out of a boy and failing. Jesus says, Oh, unbelieving generation, which may have meant the crowd or may have included the disciples. I think the disciples had faith that they could cast out demons because Jesus had given them that authority, but they were surprised when the demon did not respond to them. Jesus has a few words with the boy's father about faith, and the man replies, I believe, help my unbelief. Words we may need to say ourselves. Jesus casts out the demon, and when the disciples ask, Jesus says, This kind can come out by nothing except by prayer. 
I think the misconception of the kingdom here is that we can think the power of the kingdom is in ourselves, and we need to realize that the power is always in God. Our ability to do anything good comes from our relationship with God. Jesus explains how he is going to suffer. And that corrects a misunderstanding that many of the Jews had about the kingdom, thinking that the king would be victorious by defeating his enemies in battle. Jesus was going to be victorious by dying for us, his enemies. The disciples were discussing who was the greatest, and Jesus says to become great, become a servant. He takes a child, children would typically be dismissed as unimportant in that time, and says that if we do something for a child in the name of Jesus, we are doing it for Jesus. By that, I believe he means if we serve the ones that others consider of no value in the name of Jesus, we are doing it for Jesus. And then John speaks up and talks about this man. We saw this man expelling demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him. I think the modern term for this is tribalism, the idea that my group is right and everyone else is wrong. Jesus turns that around and says, for whoever is not against us is for us. There are those who will be against Jesus, and you cannot be on their side. But we don't limit who is in the kingdom based on our in-group. Jesus says how terrible it will be for those who cause little ones to sin. Jesus suggests we would be better off cutting off our own hand than do that. I think the point here is that the real struggle we will have is to get ourselves right. The temptation is always to look at other people and think we are better than them. But God wants us to work on our own sin problem. And now for a deeper dive. Moses and Elijah appear with Jesus on the mountain when Jesus is transfigured. We've talked before about how they are the forerunners. They also represent the Old Testament and how it all points to Jesus. Moses represents the law as he went up on the mountain and received the Ten Commandments, and really all the law. Also, we remember that Moses' face shone when he received the law from God. Elijah represents the prophets. Elijah doesn't have a book in the Bible named after him, but he was certainly a prophet. We can think of the time when he had the contest on the mountain with the prophets of Baal to prove that Yahweh is the true God. So now they get to see Jesus on earth as the completion of their mission. Jesus is the point of the kingdom and the point of the Bible. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.